podcast hello and welcome back to episode three of the pineapple podcast we are so excited for today's episode it is a topic that i absolutely adore and could talk about forever probably one of my favorite women's health topics and something that i think everyone uh, or every female and male should know about and um you know live, live and learn by before we get started though shell what are we going to do? So we're very excited. This is our first episode that is sponsored and it's a business that is very dear, near and dear and close to our hearts. Um, and it's Lighthouse Health Hub, which is located on Beaumont Street over in Hamilton. And it is your one-stop shop for your health and nutritional needs. And their mission is to give you good informed information to make choices about non-pharmaceutical approaches to health. And so I know that I rely on them a lot, like when I'm feeling sick or when my family's sick. But that's not the only thing that they offer. Um, you also can go in and see them about all of your nutritional needs, you know, whether it be in relation to fitness or just, you know, general living. Um, so there's over-the-counter consults that you can have, like, with naturopaths. Um, and M. Mouton is one of the owners there who has been a long-time Pineapple Fitness client. Um, but um, all of the team members, so Ian... Um, is a, you know, very, very dear human um, to me and to all of us here. So thank you very much, Ian and Lighthouse Health Hub, for being our very, very first sponsors on the Pineapple Podcast. Woohoo! <laughs> all right, let's dive into today's episode. And we are so, so excited to announce that we have the absolutely gorgeous and talented Elwyn, who is also a very dear Fine Pine member and, if you didn't know, used to work and run the Pineapple office. <laughs> and it's actually still some of the benefits that you implemented are why we still can operate now. Oh, that Absolutely. makes me happy. Yes. It's, just, it's just the truth. So no. welcome, Al. So much for having me. No dramas at all. Let's get started with our high and low of the week. Uh, Shell, what's your high of the week? Well, can you ask someone else first? Because I have a few things that I'm tossing backwards and forwards. All righty, Elle, over to you. Uh, mine, it was my son's second birthday oh, yesterday. Yes, yes. So that was my high. But it was also my low because he was unwell and had a huge temperature and was really sad. So it was, <laughs> it was both things of poor little bummer. Elle, I still remember the day that you told, when you were working for us, that you yes. told me you were pregnant with that yes. precious little man. Yes. And just to think that he's just had his second birthday. I like, it'll make me oh, cry in a moment. It will. <laughs> me too. It's high likely that there'll be tears. Yes, probably. <laughs> With us here, yeah. Um, do you want me to go next? I've, yeah, I've, I've, it's just I was going to try and go a bit deeper because you know me deep, but it's just been digging this summer oh, um, yeah. weather. And Bonnie, who is my 11-year-old daughter and uh, like seven of her mates, we went down to the bogey hole, like, uh, yeah. which is an awesome swimming spot in Newcastle. And um, it was just the waves were crashing over, but they weren't treacherous. And they just I was just I was delighted yes. in seeing them being absolutely delighted and having um, the mm. best time. So the weather yeah. has been incredible. This weekend in Newcastle, hasn't it? Oh, really, really are lucky has. to live here. Yep. Yes. Mm. My high is uh, as 
if you listen to the past few episodes, I am renovating and our kitchen and our tiles and our vanity is all ordered. Oh. And I'm at point where I can just kind of, you know, enjoy, not enjoy the renovation because who does, but take the pressure off all the decision making because that is a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, and I'll start with my low of the week because mine's very superficial. <laughs> <laughs> Beyonce is getting to the end of her world tour and still has not announced Australia. So oh, I don't think it's a world tour. You only need two continents. I don't know why we get left out all the time. Yeah, it's a long so way. But superficial, yes. but still a low. Mm. I would agree with that. <laughs> <laughs> I, my low is seeing you low about that. <laughs> I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna leave that. Yeah, there. that's it. That's the worst thing that happens to me. I'm doing all right. You're doing good. I love it. I love it. <laughs> All right, let's dive into this topic. And as I said, it is something that is very, very close to my heart. I absolutely love chatting about this and um, I can't wait to dive in further. So just a little bit of background um, into what... Just one thing. I don't yes. think you've actually said the topic I out know, loud. I know, I'm about to. <laughs> oh, I thought you were about to <laughs> So we're going to be chatting about today is our menstrual cycle and how to live in alignment with that and how to set up our life um, and, you know, our training, our work, our nutrition, everything to support living in line with our menstrual cycle. And I guess the reason that I am so passionate about this is it was probably one of the biggest light bulb moments that I've ever had when it comes to taking the pressure off myself to be perfect. And um, I I guess I, it gave me a physical reason as to why I don't have to show up 100% every day. And um, yeah, it, it was literally a life-changing moment for me. And as you guys know, working with me, um, I love stability, right? <laughs> <You> know, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> where that comes from but I'm very much I love stability and I expect stability of myself as well and I guess when I didn't you know feel like showing up in a certain way to work to the office to training I would start to doubt myself and start to go you know why are you not giving 100% today what's wrong with you and then that would add more mental load and more Mm. anxiety and stress to my body Mm. so learning that we are cyclic beings. We have, you know, a 28-day cycle and we also have a year cycle. We mm. also have a 24-hour cycle within our body. Um, and just taking that pressure to how we turn up one day is going to be different to the week after, mm. pretty much guaranteed because the hormones shift in our body make that happen. Mm. Um, and, yeah, so obviously I then tweaked a whole bunch of things to make myself feel better but on a mental level it was just a mm. moment or just a release mm. um yeah so that's my background in this and I'm so excited that's why I'm so excited to chat about it uh do you want to chat about your you know knowledge and background not knowledge but yeah I think I have a bit of a different um I guess introduction to it and uh understanding because my history with my cycle is quite well, absent for a lot of it. But I actually think before we do that, let's just stop here. And Elle, we've said before that you worked at Pineapple, but you are actually studying to be a naturopath whilst you were at Pineapple. So just why don't you let our listeners know, like, a little bit about you. So, Mm. you know, we know you've got a two-year-old son called Mac. Yeah. So just a quick, like, you know, who are you and, like, why did you study naturopathy? And then Mm. I guess, you know, your Elle, the 
the elder naturopath um, <laughs> and a hormone specialist. So just tell us about your title and what you're passionate about and what you specialise in. Mm, yes. Well, I am. Hi, I'm, Ever, I'm Elle. So I'm, I'm a women's health and hormone naturopath. Um, I have a clinic here in Newcastle in New South Wales. I work with women online and in person and within my hormone mastery programs. So what brought me to becoming a naturopath is really my own health challenges over the years. There's been lots from you know, being years on the pill to coming off the pill and facing those challenges to hormone issues, to low iron, really bad fatigue. I think a lot of the common challenges a lot of women face. Uh, so it was my own journey to healing my body, which led me to studying naturopathy. So now I'm on a mission to support as many people, women as possible to thrive throughout their hormone journey. And that's wherever you're at, whether you're wanting a family, not wanting a family, you're a businesswoman or whatever that looks like. Uh, I just believe that all women deserve to feel like themselves and to feel like they're thriving instead of just dragging their feet. So mm. that's what I really love to do. Do you know, um, I, I already know that about you and just hearing you describe that just makes me just, I just go, oh, uh. you're so doing what you put on uh. to do in your role as a, you know, um, oh. <laughs> I was going to say, is, is your role as a worker, but that's just <laughs> yeah. so I stopped. Um, but I think what you just said then almost just summarised what Britt was saying. Mm. And I guess if I just, you know, focus on my journey for a, a little bit, it's the the knowledge is power and mm. the power, I think, is the understanding. And when you then can understand, you can step outside of that judgment or that like you're what the hell is wrong with you like why can you do this one week and not that the next mm. week and I yeah so definitely um I think what you've just said like empowering women to thrive mm. is that knowledge and understanding and education and obviously support is needed around that mm. as well once you've identified what's going on but um yeah so I think can you describe to us like what is a menstrual cycle menstrual cycle and how would someone begin to track this? So, yeah, mm, like, let's, let's just pretend that we're educating Bonnie and her friends. Yes, you know, fine. like what is a menstrual cycle, yes. you know, on that kind of yes. level. So for clarity, your cycle, um, it starts on the first day of your period and it ends the day before your next period. So it may be 28 days, it may be 30 days. There's a little bit of variation there, but that is what your menstrual cycle is. Like that's an optimum cycle? Uh, depending on your age, yeah. But somewhere between there, like between from 26 to say 30-ish days is uh, what I'd consider optimal. And I'm throughout today I'm always talking optimal because that's what I want for people for, for women mm, or for yeah. everybody it's um so when I talk about figures and, and dates of bleeding and all of that it's always optimal yep. you know because yep. that's what we're thriving for and in a healthy cycle your hormones ebb and, ebb and flow over the 30 days mm -hmm. um and I guess the first thing to understand is that biologically if you're a woman in your menstruating years your body's goal every cycle is to conceive and that's not to scare you or to freak you out or think you can get pregnant every day of the month because even though I thought that it's not the truth no. yeah um I but know. that is I'm yeah like, what what year old was I it was very uh, yeah. embarrassingly old I realized <laughs> just like any day of the month. Yes. It's actually a miracle anyone gets pregnant. It is a miracle when you know how it all works. Yeah. It really is. Yeah. Yeah. I feel the things to align. Yeah. You get pregnant 28 days a year yeah. when you're 20. Yeah. <laughs> 20 days a month. But so many women like or people like my clients sit in front of me and they're coming off the pill or what have you and I spent years on the pill so this is like a, always a no judgment, like a judgment zone. Yeah. Um, the people, do, we, we just still don't know. So I hope that um, the daughters that are getting brought up now, like I want different for them. 
so they just and if you choose to go on the pill still and you're okay with that go for it but at least you have the knowledge and that informed consent to make that decision yeah you know? absolutely yeah which I think is the difference um so yeah so hormonally every sort of cycle every mm-hmm. 30-ish days if there's four key phases and that's what we want to track basically um so then how to track yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so if it's new to you first of all I would start uh, using a method to track your cycle. So you can use an app, yes, but they do come with some challenges mm. like telling everyone they predict exactly on like halfway through their cycle. <laughs> yeah. I mean that you ovulate, sorry, right halfway through their cycle, which yeah. isn't um, the, isn't true. So you can use an app, um, but my preferred way is using like, particularly when you're getting used to it, what I call a menstrual map, which I do have a template that I'm going to link in the show notes that you can download and to use because awesome. that will give you the whole picture and it will also give you some cues and some prompts for what you're looking for um, throughout your whole cycle. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. For the different phases. And so if we were to, you know, open up this tracking form in our show notes here and um, we would see a you know, round, mm. yep, and yes. we'd start tracking on day one. Yes. So someone that got their period that you'd recommend, yes. day one, you put that down. Yeah, day one. So the first day you bleed, that's the first day of your new cycle. Yep. So then you could track through and then you want to, you know, note the next, like the, the day your period finishes. Mm-hmm. And, you know, your period should sort of come and go. It shouldn't sort of come and then like spot, 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 spot for days after, but we'll come back to that a little bit later. Yep. Um, and then, you know, about midway through your cycle, you should observe signs of ovulation. So this may be totally new to you, um, but basically there's a few different signs that you can look out for. The main one is um, cervical mucus or discharge. So mm-hmm. really throughout your 30-day cycle, during your period, you're, obviously there's blood, your vagina should then be dry, and then around that ovulatory time there's mucus, mm-hmm. and then you, your vagina should be dry again. And then if you don't conceive, there's a period, and then you go around in that cycle. So sometimes there's so many people that just don't look. I'm like, you've got to look. It's like, yeah. who? Yeah. <laughs> That's a it's mind. a different podcast. I've got to look. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I can't yeah. wait to do a poop podcast. Yeah. <laughs> but um, that's like, you know, you were talking about like mind blown with cycles. Like yes. definitely for me. But vaginal discharge and being able to tell. Yes. Like I was just like, it's just like you can't help but know where you're up to when you mm. know what you're looking for. Yeah. And I actually conceived dot. I was not, mm. like you just said before, it wasn't like day 14, 14 days yes. after my cycle. Thank you, yes. It was, um, I, don't even, I don't even know what day it was, but it was later than that, so my dates didn't line up. Yes. But I knew when I'd had sex and I actually said to my to my husband, um, I think I'm ovulating yes. because of my discharge looks like egg white. Yes. And there you go. And there you go. Dottie, Dottie was here. here. Oh, Dottie, that was Dottie. Dottie. Yeah, yeah, that was sorry. for Dottie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dottie Which was, was interesting after having six yes. years without a cycle to just then, I guess that's when my education came mm. in. Anyway, sidebar, but like I was just like, yes. oh, my goodness. Yes. I never, like how am I, how I was thinking I was 37. I was 37. Yes. <laughs> yeah, see, this is what we're saying, hey. Yeah. yeah. So if we're thinking about an optimum menstrual cycle mm. and, um, like, yes, why that is important, what should we be looking for? Obviously the ovulation discharge, mm. yes, um, it being within that 28 to 30 days, mm. um, and then you mentioned something about spotting before. Yes. So what are other signs of, I guess, an optimum menstrual cycle? Yes. And I guess what are some not-so-optimum signs and what may that indicate? What that might look like, yeah. yeah. Not that we can, you know, diagnose anyone. Mm, no, podcast, yeah, no, for sure. Yeah. Um, well, um, a few things. So around that ovulation time, you should hopefully also experience an increase in libido. Um, <clears throat> so if you're not 
like just pay attention because a lot of the times I think we're so busy we don't actually check in with ourselves you know like what the hell how am I even feeling today I don't know you know um so there's that and then some women might get a bit of ovulation pain but that's not everybody as well and then we can chat about basal body temperature tracking and stuff as well when it comes to tracking Mm. but when it comes to an optimal menstrual cycle what's normal conventionally you know 25 to 35 days optimally it really 26 to 30 days. If you're less than 26 or over 30, uh, there is a bit of a sign there that there may be a hormone imbalance or just not, you know, hormones unoptimal, mm. um, maybe progesterone's low. Anyway, it's a, yeah, different sort of signs there. Bleeding average is about four to six days. Yep. So again, any shorter or any longer, there may be something happening there. Um, but your blood really should come and go um, quite succinctly, you know. So you you don't want to sort of have a period and then it finish and then a couple of days later you're spotting for like a number of days later. That's something that uh, we don't want to experience all the time, you know. Mm. And also the blood should be a nice, bright, rich red colour. A lot of women experience like dark sort of blood that looks a bit old, you know, that's how they explain it to me. Or it might be really light pink colour. We want like a nice, rich, deep red colour. And the blood loss, which also might surprise you, should only be 30 to 40 mils, which is the equivalent to two to three tablespoons, which isn't a lot. So anything more than that um, is really considered, um, especially around that 70 to 80 kind of mils is considered... um, heavy period. So that can kind of cause a whole lot of issues. Uh, So sometimes that is why even if you don't like using a menstrual cup, I do recommend using it for a few cycles because there are ways using pads and tampons um, and things like that that you can sort of uh, guess or calculate how much blood you're losing. But a cup, it's so obvious, right? Mm. You can exactly see how many meals you've got um, if maybe you just sort of worked out the equivalent. So that's something as well that so many women ex- lose more than that and they think it's normal. Do you know, mm. so there's a Zomi disc, which yes. I've just started using. I've had two cycles using mm. it and it's interesting because the first cycle I would probably describe as optimum. I think mm. I've led for five days. Yes. There was like a little bit of like collected each day. Yes. And it was bright red. Great. Um, yes. So, yeah. Perfect. But then this last cycle, which mm. I actually did share with you mm. um, when I was seeing you last week, was it – I would have like would have lost more than that. Like I just mm. it was still bright red, but it went for I think I bled for seven days mm. and still with new blood. Yeah, and then and I that's s- longer than normal for you. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Like mm. like yeah, three four days. Yeah, and then I spotted probably for another week after mm. that and spotted. I don't know what the right word for spotted mm. is, but there was, there was still residue yeah. coming out, which was more old blood. Mm. So anyway, it's just yeah, yeah. yeah. For sure. And some but women sorry, experience that's what that the point all the time. Was, yeah. The Zomi disc helped me yes. actually yes. know that. Whereas Identify that. I've had her a tampon. Yes. I'm going to like, uh, yeah. I don't know, I don't even think about it. Put it on, get on with it. Yeah. yeah, and they're all different. They absorb different, exactly. you know. Exactly. Like, so I don't know what yeah. absorbs what. Did I use a regular or did I yeah. use a maximum? Yeah. 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 So it is worthwhile just so you can really measure the blood loss, hey, because that impacts like us on so many different ways, you know, like so many mm. issues that can come up if we're losing too much blood. And I guess so then if we chat about uh, like why is it important yeah, to have a yeah. healthy menstrual cycle. Whether you're trying to conceive or not. Yes. I think that's the misconception. I just never cared about it yes. because I was like, I don't want to have a baby. Yes. Or <laughs> people just think about the menstrual cycle as the six days that they're bleeding. Right? Yes. Like yes. I had yes. no idea that mm. it was a cycle. Yes. I thought your period was what we're talking about. Yes. Yeah, menstrual that's cycle. so true. Yeah, and that's yeah. so true, you know, like I, I think that's it. Like there's so much focus on the period but the key or the main event of your menstrual cycle is really ovulation and that's what we all need to make sure we're having and that is regardless of making babies like ovulation and your menstrual cycle is so much more than your fertility Mm. and all women in their menstruating years need to be having ovulatory cycles uh 
for their health because without that we don't create progesterone. And just a sideways segment, this is the the change that occurs when people are transitioning through perimenopause to menopause is that they don't ovulate, they're not having progesterone and there's so many mood changes Mm. and um, like headaches and period changes and things that happen when you're not having that surge of progesterone. So ovulation we all need to be ovulating and a good like I mentioned the best way to determine that at home yourself there's lots of ways but get in the nitty-gritty with your mucus have you got it how much is there like touch it feel it whatever yep. like you know it's your body so it's nothing to be ashamed so, of queen of overshare I do when I'm in the shower <laughs> I like things in there, in yeah. there yeah. Yeah. so I'm out have a look like good. it's lit- that's literally what we're saying right awesome. like it's, yeah. there's not it's no shame or, no, 100%, you know you can yeah. come out on your undies that's yeah, that's 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 it. Yeah, yeah, yeah 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 like if you go do a wee like you yeah. can yes. sometimes then but that's what I do like pretty much every day mm. in the shower yes yeah. good but yeah just to check it out I'm like oh yeah since I discovered it it was a thing I'm yes. like I need to know yeah. yes and look and if you don't have any right now and you're not on a hormonal birth control whether that's mm. like the peel or the implanon or something like the marine or something like that um that's okay but there's just a sign that there's some work to do so don't be like oh my gosh I'm not seeing it I don't even know what you mean um it's probably time or a sign to me that's good to start working with somebody so you can get that mucus going and I have so many clients that are like oh I didn't even realize I didn't have that much mucus and still we started herbs and things to help support that Mm. that person like now I get it you know yeah which I guess is a question that I want to clear up Mm. can you still get your period if you don't ovulate if, can you still get your period? If, yes. Yes, yes. So yes. if you're getting your period, that's not a good enough sign to go, I'm ovulating. No, absolutely can, not. Yeah, yeah right. absolutely not. Definitely not. A lot of women are having uh, what's called anovulatory cycles, which is a cycle where you don't ovulate. And a lot of that is to do with the way we live our life now. Like it's stress, it's it's the, that rushing woman's thing, the busyness. Yeah. It's how we eat. It's overtraining. It's under-exercising. It's being yeah. carb-phobic, fat-phobic. <laughs> you know, there's yeah, so many things. things that, that we need. And that internal voice of like yes. you are not good enough, which yes. is just the overall stress blanket. Yes, right? yes. Mm-hmm. Which is, this is, that was me. Yeah. That was why I, yeah. my cycle was gone yes. for six years. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And isn't that significant, six years, hey? Yeah. Long time. I just like it blows my mind mm. that my body – Literally, because mm. of the because of the narrative and the story that I told myself, my body went. Mm. It is not safe. Like it, it thought that the extra, like the world was not safe for me to, mm. you know, I guess ultimately conceive a child because yes. that's what the cycle. Then, mm. so then, you know, all the knock on effects of not having a cycle with you trying to fall pregnant or not. But it actually, like, because of an inter, because a belief that I had mm. about myself stopped, but made my body operate in such an different what's mm. well, the mind, that mind body connection like, isn't it, it just, you know yeah it's actually I could like actually cry and then mm. when I think about my beautiful daughters and the beautiful young women that I know in my life and I just like it's why it just mm. has to be different it has to be has different, to be different. Like, this next generation yeah oh, just yeah because mm. like I you know we always have things we want to improve mm. but I hated myself to the point mm. that my body thought that the world was not a safe place yeah and like yeah it's big, hey, and that's how it manifests because it is termed, you know, the extra extra vital sign um, for women. So that's what a healthy menstrual cycle is, you know. So it's if it's yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah, and I honestly believe that. Like, oh, hands down. Yeah. yeah, hands down. So I guess let's go forward into how we can support our bodies and live in line with these cycles, mm. well, our cycle now. 
So would you like to chat uh, on the four phases? I yes. know you mentioned that before. Yes. Um, what they are and um, what's happening throughout the month. I love this. I was really similar to Brit, such a light bulb moment and for me as well personally and I guess hormonally there's four key phases to your menstrual cycle and the easiest way to understand this that I feel people really resonate with is them as as seasons mm. and these hormones impact your energy, your creativity, your vitality, your workout, your desire to socialise and so much more. So if we dive into the seasons, we're just going to base this roughly off a 28-day cycle but this yep. is changeable depending on your period length and everything else. So phase one is your menstrual phase or your period. We're going to call that your inner winter. So mm-hmm. that's basically when you're bleeding roughly days one to five, one to seven, etc. Mm-hmm. Phase two is your follicular phase or your inner spring. So this is when the bleeding stops to the first sign of mucus. So that's why we've got to be looking. Yes. And then ovulation is your inner summer. So this is, again, changeable for each person, but it's that first sign of mucus, so approximately day um, 12 to 16, mm-hmm. and that's when things really heat up, which we'll go into. Ooh. And then um, <laughs> everyone's favourite phase. Um, and then you've got your luteal phase, which is your inner autumn, roughly day 16 to 28 or, you know, towards the end of or when the next period comes, basically. And then you just cycle through unless you can see. Yes. Yes. So I was chatting to someone last, one of our beautiful members last week, Mm. and I love the seasons Mm. because um, someone was just saying in their life they just feel like they're in a rut, right? They just feel like they're in a bit of a... It's winter, babe. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And that's what I said to them. Yeah, I love that. You can't expect every day is not summer. Yeah, We expect our bodies to show up like it's a hot summer's Mm. day. 365 days a year, yeah. every day. But we have mm. seasons and we have them for a reason. Yes. And when we honour them yeah. and actually, you know, use them to our advantage, mm. they're actually a superpower, I, totally. I think. Yeah, and we're also, like, we're feminine, right? Like, I think that's such a that masculine energy that I, I don't know, I feel like the patriarchy and that thing that women try to fit into that mould, but we're different hormonally. Mm. We cycle differently. To men mm. are, like, on a 24-hour cycle, but we're a 30-day cycle. So it's yeah. honouring that and thinking it is our superpower as opposed to our weakness because it is Superpower, it you know? is yeah absolutely mm. and that's where I think the understanding like I always like growing up was just like oh it's so annoying being a girl like mm. not that I didn't want to be a girl but I was just like oh I can't stand up to pee and I've got to like <laughs> I bleed every month and it's just so inconvenient at yes. festivals like yeah well, you know yeah, and so I just though. was coming from that place <laughs> yeah. of yeah not even understanding it's absolute like incredible superpower and also the crazy femininity of it like I love that part of it yeah and being for me that's part of my journey as well really stepping into more my feminine um yeah but yeah so just agreeing and so how would someone expect to feel I guess Mm. in the four seasons and the four different phases and then what can we do to kind of honor those phases and and I guess let's start with train train and work out in line with them. Yeah, beautiful. So movement-wise. Yeah. So basically you can exercise in all seasons of your menstrual cycle, but I do recommend some tweaks to the forms yeah. of exercise that you do based on how your energy naturally flows within these seasons. Uh, so I guess if we start, I might just take you through first the different phases. And I think take us through the phases yeah. and how yeah. we could expect to feel. Yes. And I guess, yeah. And, and then, then we'll, we'll go into the exercise. Cool. Yeah. Beautiful. So in a winter, so this is when you're bleeding, you're period it's basically think about hibernation what do you want to do in winter you want to slow down you might be more sleepy in the morning sit on the couch (laughs) yes you turn inward so you want to conserve your energy yes yes all of that stuff so more rest slower mornings your energy is naturally slower your desire to socialize 
like maybe less, which is also really normal. So if you've got a big party or want to go home at nine o'clock, like that is okay or normal in this phase. And you may annoy you. Yeah, yeah. Well, hey, I'm also there. I'm also in that last stage. Um, you may crave more comfort foods like soups and stews and roast dinners. You know those things that we want in winter, yeah. nourishing foods, and uh, also then like focus on consuming more um, and well. If, Preferably red meat, pro, um, you know, if you're an animal eater, animal eater. You need eater. Or just uh, rich foods rich in iron to support mm. your uh, iron levels as well. Uh, and then if you move into then phase two, which is our inner spring, I don't know, I think about spring with the flowers are blooming. Yeah. yeah. The bees are buzzing. <laughs> Coming out of your period, cave. yeah, yeah, get yeah, out of your like, clothes. There's still like some yes. cool mornings, but like there's parts of the day yes. that feel really fresh, and then you're happy to come home and snuggle at yes. night. Kind of, yeah. yeah. There's sparkle in the air. There's you a, know, there's a you know energy that's rising. Like yes. a hopeful energy. Like, yes. Yes. yes, exactly. And there's exact all of that. So you may feel like getting outside more. We have more light, so you may actually rise a bit earlier and get up like early with ease. I guess is the important. So is part. this like the kind of you've stopped? So the winter was yes. you've stopped bleeding, and this yes. is. Kind of like the week or whatever it is that's leading up towards ovulation. Exactly. Yeah. yeah exactly. Yes. Uh, so your your desire to socialize will increase. Your energy and vibrancy will increase, and you may feel like eating lighter. Uh, and you also your creativity isn't at it? its peak, but it is increasing through this stage as well. Mm. So I can be an artist. Yeah. <laughs> well, depends what your creative <laughs> flair is. So this is the time to you know if you want to go out and socialize. Yeah. Plan your date night. Yeah. Plan your, um, you know, friends catch up and that kind of yes. stuff. That, yes, that's then in spring, but certainly in summer is definitely yeah. the peak. Yeah, I, right. I feel. I don't know how you feel about your summer, but I feel. I do. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. So summer, so that's our ovulation time. So that's the first sign of mucus uh, is when that this period, um, oh, sorry, phase of time in your cycle starts. Yeah. Um, so things are heating up quite literally. You, your libido, libido peaks here. Yep. You should notice an increase. So this is when you're seeing that mu- mucus and discharge, of course, and your desire to socialize is at its highest here. So you are also at your most creative. So if you have a small business or you run events or you want to have a party or you want to write a book or I don't know, whatever you're doing, I just want to work in your garden, I don't know, whatever your thing is, this is the time where you will be like in that zone. Like make hay while the sun shines. Yes, kind of yes, yeah. this is it. So if you've, I know myself, like if I'm running something, that's the time I, I try to plan them in if I can, you know, yeah. um, because I know that it all just is more easeful then, you know. Yeah. And I think this is the part of the cycle where – women can expect themselves to be all year round yes. or cycle round. Yes. Our superwoman part who yes. can handle it all and nail it all. Yes. Really steps into her own in this phase. Yes. And so it feels easier. Life yes. feels that little bit easier. Yes. So, yeah. And yeah. Then and we you, can't be hurt all the time. No, no we can't. Like, yeah. So, yeah. And yeah. there's actually benefits to going into autumn, yes. which yes. Know, I'll let you speak about Yes. Now. Yes, exactly. No, 100% right. And um, then, yeah, and then autumn, of course. So you're starting to slow down again after peaking in your summer. Your energy starts to wane. You may start craving more alone time, a little bit more solitude. And your calorie demands, it is important to mention here like you will you may experience more hunger here and people get down on themselves about that oh I've got such cravings and that and that but your calorie needs physiologically does increase so if you're craving more carbohydrates and more protein that thing in those types of foods it is actually normal so don't hate yourself for having some cravings like just eat a little bit more at lunch and a little bit more at dinner. Mm. Eat some low GI carbohydrates, which our body likes, like rice and sweet potato and 
um, yeah. even a sourdough if you tolerate wheat, all those things because we need to like, I think people freak out. Milk. People freak like, out. There's really wonderful, nutritious, delicious yes. choices. Yes. It's just. Eat a bit more. Yes. Yeah. Otherwise, you might find yourself binging on the ice cream. And look, and it's, everything's got its time and its place, I guess. But I mean like. Yeah, it's supporting what our body needs and Again, it's like nourishing understa- Understanding and awareness yes. to go like, oh, huh, mm. look. Yeah, this is normal this so is... I won't hate myself. Mm-hmm. It gives myself that freedom to understand like all the other phases that, oh, I'm more hungry now and, oh, I'm not a bad person or I'm not hating <laughs> myself. It's normal because I'm in my autumn. Yeah. yeah. And <laughs> you know? the other thing that's no- normal mm. is, you know, we get this um, – Tagline PMS. I've got yes. PMS that way, and like that's yes. a, it is a very serious yes. thing. Yeah. Um, however, I think that we kind of just label ourselves at that. Yeah. Because we're feeling a little bit more. Yeah. You know, irritated yes. or a little bit more hungry, yeah. and we want to sit on the couch and potentially have some more food. Yeah. Um, but rather than just labeling it, oh, I've got PMS, honoring it, I find that I can make decisions way easier. Yes. In my autumn, like yes. I am a decisive. I don't want this. I want this. Yes. And, that's not PMS. That's just me honouring that yes. fact that I like my bullshit meter is so high <laughs> that week, and things yeah. that I was like, agreed to in summer, <laughs> I'm like, why did I agree to that? That's a terrible decision. <laughs> I love it. It's so um, true. That's not moody. That's Actually, like, yeah. You know what I need to do is, you know, I still do that too. I'm like, yes, yes, yes. All the things like in the calendar, I need to actually be like. Summer me is making this decision, so I'm only <laughs> accepting things in summer me. Yeah, you know, like rather because yeah. if you do it, then winter me is like you still you, you know I still when you get to somewhere you still enjoy it. Yeah, you might go home just take it a bit more chill. But I was just like, what? Who decided <laughs> I wanted to do this? This was another me. <laughs> <laughs> like I've got something on Friday night, Saturday, Saturday night, Sunday. Saturday. Oh. I'm like, oh, calm down. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> So now let's go into training. Yes. So working out, moving your body, how can we support our cycle in these four phases and, yes. um, yeah, really look after ourselves? Yes. So you can move within all of your cycle, of all the phases, but definitely some tweaks. So when you're in that inner winter phase, I do recommend taking, particularly on the first day or two or three of bleeding, I do recommend taking things a little bit slower. So you can choose to completely rest if you want to, that is fine. The research does show that moderate exercise, so the key word there is moderate, um, so I'm not talking like thrashing yourself in a spin class or a hit class or something, <laughs> it does reduce um, period pain. So that's for everyone or and including people with endometriosis. And if you do choose to exercise, I just recommend doing it and just dialing it back a little bit. So do lower intensive style training like yoga, but I'm talking like a yin-yang or a slower mm. restorative fine, not like the hot power Bikram yoga, <laughs> Pilates. Uh, strength training is great, but maybe you just don't try to hit your PB or do like 10 million burpees after you know, and conditioning. You know? That's one of yeah. the biggest things that I guess practically in, a, mm. you know, in educating our clients but also myself, instead of being like, what is wrong with yes. you? Like when you did squats two weeks ago, mm. you like PB'd and now you can't even like do half that without yeah. feeling like you want to fall on the ground. Yes. And I just thought that that was me being a really dumb, weird, broken human. But in actual fact, it's just my seasons. Yes. And so I just ovulated and this week, yesterday, I PB'd my sumo deadlifts mm. and some of, I was actually training in a class and some of my clients were like, oh, amazing. I'm like, Soak it up now because next week when I do it, mm. I won't even be able to pull like half this yes. off the ground. And I'm cool with that yes. now rather than feeling, yeah, again, it's just that not good enough soundtrack. Mm. And I just look 
used to look for evidence everywhere to support why I was not good enough. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, and that's that freedom that it gives you to understand yourself more and expect less or more at different times and give yourself permission to be okay with it instead of hating myself that I – and not hitting a PB every day, like. But also knowing that this is my this is my season, my week of season. Yeah. And summer will come again. Yeah. And I can look forward to that. Yeah. I don't want to have to push myself that yeah. hard every week. It's also not good for me to push myself that 100%. hard every week. But when the sun shines, mm. <laughs> make hay while the sun shines. What yeah. did I say before? Yes, yes. Yeah. 100%. Yes. Uh, so I guess the main thing in that winter is to avoid high-intensity training like hit classes, hot power yoga, endurance training, if you can. So then spring, so that's your follicular phase when your energy is, is increasing, it's higher. So you can increase your training capacity here and really all forms of exercise are great. In that in a summer of ovulation time, so this is when you're peaking again. So uh, now is the time for high-intensity training. You may feel, feel like things like HIIT and those sort of higher classes or are easier, you know. Mm. You'll feel just great or you're, you're hitting pbs in the gym and all of those things it's yeah. so much easier to get up that time yeah. of like month it's easier to just get to training you normally feel a little less bloated in your clothes all so that. you know doing exercises doesn't feel as heavy and, as heavy yeah. yeah like yeah. how about like all of the things coming together like whoa when yeah. you're actually like hitting your inner summer and it's light and in it's the morning out of yeah. summer oh my goodness i was yeah. like so even this week rhoda and i which is another one of the pineapple coaches Rhoda and I went for a run before coaching hit this morning oh. and the sun was rising and the endorphins were buzzing. <laughs> the clients turned up to class and we're like, whoa, yeah, yeah, whoa, yeah. And they're like, whoa, this is a lot, yeah. what yeah. is going on? <laughs> That's summer high. But it was yeah, literally like it. my internal oh, season yeah. and my external oh, yes. season That's were awesome. like, yeah. <laughs> What a joy. What a joy. <laughs> and then in your inner autumn, uh, which is heading back towards your period mm. sort of stage again, unless you conceive, your energy is sort of dialing back a little bit. So, again, you may be more hungry, crave more carbs. And then in those last few days before, you know, you know your period sort of due, I do recommend winding it back. Like we expect ourselves to have a problem-free, beautiful, no-issue period. So, you know, you just don't want to keep slamming yourself. It's just time to dial it back again and uh, move your body a bit in ways that feel great, not, you know, key to that. Intense. There's yeah. so many ways to move your body. And you'll find, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, if you really do go internally, yes. like, you know, mm. what are the ways? And see how you feel after. Like, if you're in your oh, inner winter cool. or autumn and then you thr- like you do something, you think, oh, that's okay, but then you're exhausted. It's been too much, too much on your hormones, too much yeah. on your adrenals. And, and that's okay. Like, we've all been there, me too. Uh, but just check in with yourself and go, oh, I'm really exhausted. And so if you're not walking away feeling energized from your training, you feel depleted. You know, it's just a little sign from your body because every symptom's a sign that maybe that wasn't the best thing for that time. And I also think that in your like summer as well, like I have to learn a big lesson mm. in going just because you're in your summer uh, doesn't mean uh, yes. that you have to go to every single sure. event and you know do every love that yeah podcast or yeah. blah blah blah. Like it's actually something beautiful about doing a closed sacred summer like having going in your inner summer but Mm. not exerting the energy that you have saving it for yourself Mm. and then noticing how that plays out in your autumn and winter I love that Yeah. yeah and the other thing I think is that we have um clients and and Isabel I want to a head coach says that she trains her hardest in her autumn mm-hmm. like she hits her pbs in her autumn not mm-hmm. in her um ovulation and so I guess the takeaway that I get from that is that it's really about tracking your own cycle mm-hmm. and knowing what your 
cycle looks like for you mm. and not comparing it to being your own best detective because yeah. you actually do know if you can quiet and listen with the education and knowledge yes. that you're empowered with but mm. you know whether we're talking about cycles or nutrition or training mm. any topic really like my life's work would feel complete if I could empower people to be their own best detective mm. yeah and yeah 100%. Yeah. And yeah, I think that's, you know, coming back to what we said at the start, we're so busy. We rush mm. from A to B. We don't take time to check in with our bodies mm. very often. Mm-hmm. And I think cycle tracking is a really easy and, you know, it happens every month, it happens mm. every day of the year mm. to do that self-reflection. Mm. Um, you know, if you don't have time to journal and whatever, yeah. just check in with what day you're on and how you feel on yes. that day. And that's why I love the map because it's like a you know piece of paper, like your app to your data, but then how do you get like a, a visual representation? Yeah, I am, how all, am I yeah. feeling, you know, and I guess that's then how one of the ways I do recommend um, like to, to nourish yourself and to do that exactly what you've said, so to have your map at least for a while or a few cycles and then if you don't do it for a while, go through phase and then go, go through another like three months, say, of doing it again where – Every day, you you know, you check in. Maybe you take a base of temperature if you want to mm. take it to that to that stage, and then you see how you're feeling, and then work out um, on the map like which phase you're in, and then in, with intention, try to live you know as much as you can in within those phases and how you feel, and then just see how you feel. So yeah, you're less irritable, less angry, less um, you've got less period pain that next time, or whether your um, nervous system is operating at a better level because it that's the benefit if you can give yourself the grace and sort of live in harmony and aligned with those different phases, it just sort of uh, makes you know. It does. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. You can, I can tell wh- with my period what my previous month has been like, mm. Yeah, depending on how it shows up. It's uh, kind of like a health card, yeah. a, a health yeah. support. Yeah. Right. Yes. Yeah. And yeah. we can't escape it. No. She'll no. tell you what's going on. Yeah. 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 She will. Yeah. Beautiful yeah. thing. Whether it shows up that way or more anxiety or more stress yeah. or more um, worse sleep or more cravings, like however it shows up. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Um, we are, I feel like we could talk for days we about could. this. There's so many, you know, you think about sidebars. So we'll have to keep, keep maybe keep this as a continuing thing, or <laughs> yes. maybe once a month guess. But just before we wrap up, um, we did touch on some of like the suboptimal symptoms that mm. may show up. Is mm. there like maybe, I don't know, top, two or three that yes. people might be able to go, oh, I'm experiencing that. And then, yeah. you know, if there's a, a self-remedy or mm. – I'll just turn over to you. Yeah. The main thing is that you don't want your menstrual cycle to be impacting your life significantly. Mm. So mm. you should be able to have a period that comes and goes, that phase, without too much disruption. So if it's flooding through your tampons, if you can't plan, you have to plan trips around where there's toilet breaks and all of those things because you need to change your sanitary products, all of that stuff or mood changes, to me, that's when it's time to take some action. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And then also through the rest of it, like, you know, a lot of people can get really bad sort of PMS, PMDD or really bad mood changes that lead up to the cycle. So that could be any time throughout your menstrual cycle. I really like that as a kind of overall test. Like, is my cycle, Mm. like, I guess particularly we think about when we're, Mm. like, menstruating, but then throughout the whole cycle, is there anything in this that's actually really impacting my life so that I can't just do my day to day? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. How can people come and see you? How can people follow you? How can people get in touch and learn more about this? Well, um, I'm on all the socials, of course, which is L-E-L-L, the naturopath. 
and put it in the show notes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah thank you. And, so and have, your yeah. insight has so much good stuff oh, on this. Thank you. Like, hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. I do like to share a lot there because education and something I'm really passionate about is women just understanding their bodies. So I do just share a bit of a fair bit of stuff there. So there's that. There's my women's health clinic, which is online or in person here in Newcastle. Or I also have my hormone mastery program, which is a four week online program where we dive into all of this stuff with much more detail. Yeah. Um, we, so if you do want to go and see Elle, she does work at Vitality, which is the sister business of Lighthouse Health Hub, um, located at uh, on Union Street at the junction um, here in Newcastle. So even if you want to just come in, pop in and see Elle um, or any of the other beautiful people there. But same goes um, at Lighthouse Health Hub. There is the people that um, work behind the counter are you know, naturopaths, herbalists, mm. you know, people that can actually give you real-time advice, um, which I find super useful, especially when I'm just having a head-wrecking moment. I need to just come in and like, can I just say this out loud to you? And you're like, keep doing what you're doing or <laughs> maybe add in this. So, man, yeah, I feel like I feel like both Lighthouse and Vitality have just been like my support network on so many levels. <laughs> Great community of people. Um, yeah. But, yeah, so we'll link all of the ways that you can connect with Elle specifically um, um, on this and, again, whether it be a – educate yourself on some of the stuff you put out or, you know, really working with you much more closely on unpacking some of the, the things that are individual to you. Yes, I would love that. Wow, this has been a great episode. I feel like we've definitely uh, could talk about it, like Shell said, for hours more. And uh, thank you so much for your time and we can't wait to get you on again. What are we going to tackle next? Oh, poo. No. <laughs> oh, well, like, poo. Oh, we could sink into so many things of this here, but poo, perimenopause, oh, yes. and postmenopause, yes. like All the thyroid, yes. you fun. know, like uh, so good. <laughs> but, um, yeah, thank you from the, um, you know, very bottom of our hearts, Elle. Like, you are a very incredible human that I am very, very blessed to do life with Aww. inside and outside of the podcast. <laughs> Thanks, Elle. That's the wrap. That is the wrap. And we have our business shout-out. So, we do. Um, even though Lighthouse Health Hub are sponsoring this episode, by no means is this shout out to a business based on that. It would be something, a business that we would shout out to as well. So I spoke about it at the beginning and, um, you know, just doing a wrap up here. Like if you, like any support that you need, and I guess not just, don't just, you know how sometimes when you go somewhere like they're going to come in there and they're just going to make me buy like 10 supplements and uh, like you can honestly, I can hand on heart say you go into Lighthouse Health Hub, speak to one of the practitioners there and they are going to work with what you've already got at home. They're going to listen to what you like, what outcomes you're wanting to change or shift and move or what you're trying to work on. And then obviously you can, um, you know, purchase what you need to in there, but it's just a really, um, I don't know, kind of what you were just saying before, L too, like it's just it's about education, it's about empowering the individual. Um, and, yeah, the other thing that I didn't mention before is Skin Duna. Jess's beautiful Skin mm. Duna is formulated out the back of Lighthouse mm. Health Hub as well, which there's a we'll – do a, we'll do another shout-out for you, Jess, another time because that needs its own shout-out. But um, so just – it's 136 Beaumont Street in Hamilton, so it's down the Tudor Street end of um, Beaumont Street. But, yeah, go in and check out the team there. Um, yeah, I, I've just banged on a lot, Britt. Have you got anything <laughs> else to add there? <laughs> I just think they're wonderful. Like, I have nothing more to add there. Yeah, welcoming, the space is nice and calm and smells nice and they've got incredible practitioners that work out of there. So There's also super delicious like 
healthy treats. Yes. Oh, yes. so good. And then the other cute little things like, are there, I don't know, M's still selling those nice farmer's market baskets and lots of different things there. And actually, um, you know, skincare, lots of different things yes. that you can go in and um, check out. Yes. Anyway, I'm just going to stop talking because I could just keep talking about all of the things forever. <laughs> I love it. I love that Newcastle has. the show has, notes too. <laughs> yeah, I love that Newcastle, ha- we have an abundance of you know, really great quality local businesses to support. Absolutely. That is episode three of the Pineapple Cod podcast. Thanks for listening in and please leave us a review if you would like what you hear. See you next time. Bye.